2: just follow me, because we need a little
3: controversy, because it feels so without me. I said, this looks like a for me. All so right, so I couldn't help but notice, me, Tom Beck's news report, it looks like Illinois passed it's a so vaccine crazy. list. That's going to be exciting. I'm sure that's going to benefit all Illinoisans. It also explains why Florida picked up another congressional seat as Illinois lost. That will, uh, that will explain that, among other atrocities. After all, we are the Democrat Utopia. How does it look? When Democrats run big cities and counties and states, well, it looks a lot like Illinois. And as I was traveling this weekend, I was thinking about the summit of Joe Biden. The summit, the world summit, about how somehow us exhaling has become a pollutant and it has become the hammer and sickle of the Soviets we call politicians to regulate our existence, our movement, our jobs, to rebuild life and it's all going to be wonderful. And I get nervous, you know, because I'm from Chicago, Illinois. And, you know, when a weekend where 27 people get shot it is a good weekend in the, in the, in the Democrat-run utopia, you got to kind of hope that doesn't spread. However, it looks like it's going to. And uh, while I was in the airport on Saturday evening, I was looking at all of the video of this feeble fascist political whore we now have as a president. And I'm looking at this, and I can't believe... That people voted for I'm just still in awe. And just like that, I get an update on my phone that the last poll, he has a 52% approval rating. And it all becomes, you know, very clear. It's, it, that is why they insist on calling us a democracy. Because they want that 52% that think that this feeble fascist moron is good for the country to vote away the rights of the 48% that find him repulsive, such as myself. And it's all happening in real time as every front of our privacy, of our individuality. In fact, we are re-arguing the Enlightenment as we're watching the collapse of the once great country of America. And um, I, I pulled up a video of him talking. And to think that you could put 10 people in a room and five would say they want this idiot doing anything is astonishing to me.
4: Now it is my pleasure to turn to Special Envoy Kerry.
5: For some final thoughts, before you go, John, I add one thing to this panel. If I may, you know, uh, every once in a while, you are confronted as a government official, a business leader, a labor leader, with a real problem, and it doesn't take you long to figure out that how to turn it into an opportunity. One thing, John, everybody talked about today was is there anything else you can think of that could create as many good jobs
3: yeah america stupid capitalism dummy that created the jobs that existed before the tyrants we call representatives took our lives away this could never have happened without covid and the american complacency In allowing these political whores to seize our life. This this so-called new reality where everyone is waiting for a bunch of lobbyist receptacles to tell us it's okay to go back to living. It's never going to happen. What he's telling you is they are going to remake society. And they're going to use any excuse. That's why he was very deliberate. Every so often an opportunity comes up. See, that's how they view this. This isn't an abuse of the citizens' rights and freedoms and your, your life. This is their opportunity. And their excuse, their hammer and sickle, will be you breathing your carbon dioxide. And the eco-Nazis, they are not in the starting blocks. They are rounding lap one.
5: Going to the middle of the 21st century. I mean, think about it. What else could there be that would have the opportunity to create... So many jobs.
3: America, you idiot, in the 19th century, in the 20th century, when we didn't need government to come out of the woodwork and tell us how to live, how to, how to drive, how to interact with each other. See, what this person is trying to recreate is an America where the citizens were in charge of the politicians, only this time he's never going to let that happen again. To the ignorance. Now, what's even more shocking is he's basically a century year old. This moron was actually around when the country worked beautifully with very little government involvement. In fact, he was around before the EPA even existed. He thrived. His father had built and lost businesses and rebuilt them without any help from the EPA, the government, or CO2 as being used as an excuse to tax him. But that's not the case now
5: while doing so much good, so much every good. single one of you, business leaders, labor leaders, foreign leaders, foreign, foreign leaders, leaders of the other parts of the world. Every one of you. He talked about this in terms of jobs.
3: It's an embarrassment. It's an it's a, it's an American embarrassment. And he's on the video. And I know you all saw it now. He's the only moron with a mask on and he's been vaccinated and all the nonsense. It is a national disgrace. This feeble fascist lowlife is a national disgrace. But yet there's very little opposition to him. In fact, what is the Supreme Court going to hear? Do you know what they decided to hear today? I'm sure most of you missed it because you have lives and jobs, hopefully, Hopefully you're not at home waiting for the political whores to tell you you can go back to living.
6: There's big news coming from the Supreme Court today announcing this morning it will take up a major Second Amendment case. The first time in more than a decade the high court will rule on the right to bear arms. At a time when the country is very clearly struggling and grappling with an epidemic of gun violence from coast to coast, this could be huge. CNN's you know, Jessica Schneider is joining me right now with more on this. Jessica, what case are they taking up? What are they looking at? Yeah, Kate, this is a case out of New York, and it involves New York's law that strictly limits who can carry guns in public. It requires anyone applying for a license to carry those concealed weapons in public to actually show what they call an actual or articulable need to carry the guns. And in fact, several other states actually have.
3: I wonder, do the, do the people that are trapped in the ghettos of these Democrat utopias, like New York or New Jersey or Chicago, how do they demonstrate the need to carry a gun when the seven-year-old gets shot? When they're robbed, when they're carjacked, when the reality of the society that the Democrat politicians build becomes so dangerous, you're afraid to leave your house or let your kids outside. How do you demonstrate that? I present to you... You you out of shape, pseudo-intellectual morons that feel they can decide my freedom and everyone else's freedom that we call Supremes? I present to you Chicago. Ta-da! Where everybody should be armed. Because you know who is? The bad guys. They're all armed all the time, and their finger itches, and they can't wait to look at you in the face and shoot you in the head. Have
6: similar laws here, but the two men who actually brought this lawsuit out of New York... They say they gave good reasons that they needed a license, and they were still denied, they say. One of them requested a license for self-defense after a string of robberies in his neighborhood. That's all right. Another man showed he had participated in safety training courses, but both were still denied. Now, the lower court here upheld New York's strict stance on issuing these licenses, but when this case comes before the Supreme Court, it could meet a different fate here because of the court's 6-3 to conservative majority, and the fact that the justices, several of them, have been quite outspoken in recent years about the Second Amendment.
3: All of whom have security. Every one of these stretch mark ridden frauds we call Supreme Court justices all have security. And they all have an opinion that you, who cannot afford to hire Blackwater like they can... You don't get the right to protect yourself or your family. And we're once again dragged back into the same argument the Germans were when the Nazis took over. It's the same argument. You don't need guns. We, the state, will protect you. How'd that work out if you were Jewish? Not too good. What's the new Jewish today? Anybody who would resist the Marxist ideology of what we call Democrats. You're the enemy of this government. I'm the enemy of this government. And the reality is what they're really telling you without having the testicle fortitude like Fauci, what they're really telling you is you do not have the right to determine your own risk of what you feel is danger to you and your family. Only they do. And they could care less about the people trapped in the ghettos they create. That's why when 27 people get shot on a weekend in Chicago, guess what? That's not that bad. And in New York... They're actually doing better than us. You know, last year in New York, they only had 1,480 people shot. We did far better. We had 600 more shot. And in all of these places, the innocent people, the citizens, the law-abiding people who have kids and try to go to work, or maybe they buy a car that isn't terrible that someone would want to steal, now you're going to have to wait for the police. Except, wait a minute, those police shouldn't be in those neighborhoods. We're going to defund those police. And when you couple that with the idea in which... The feeble fascist political whore Joe Biden feels he can regulate your exhaling, your breathing and your earning. And now if you make X amount, we're going to take this and we're going to take that. If you invest it, we'll take half. If you die, we're going to take a bigger chunk. At what point do the Republicans wake up and say we're either going to be all in with these Marxist pigs and not say a word or we're going to stand up and represent the people? The 48% of the people in this country that don't want to be political hostages and slaves. Because I have yet to hear them stand up. I want impeachment papers drawn up. And I'm not kidding you. It's not merely the content of what he said. It's how he says it. This is not a man capable of doing anything, let alone the presidency of the United States. So I want to know, is this ruling going to change your mind? Because they could make any ruling they want, and I'm not giving up anything. I'll do what I did before they made it legal. I carried. Because I have just as much right to my life as the criminal has to take it away. And I don't give a rip what these stretch-marked fascists called judges have to say about anything. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. the The idea that I have to hope five lawyers... Five lawyers... Agree with my rights. And oh, I hope, I hope I get to be an American. I hope I get to be free. I hope five of them, I hope they had a good breakfast and Sotomayor and Elena Kagan aren't hungry. Their stomach growls. God knows what they're going to, mood they're going to be in. I hope they come to the conclusion that I'm free, you know, the way that I'm supposed to be. I hope, I hope, I hope. See, I don't do that anymore. I don't do it anymore. The first time I realized what the hell is going on in that courthouse is when Scalia came out, the descending voice against the idea that the EPA could regulate CO2. Get the hell out of here. From that point forward, I don't care what you say. And then, of course, Obamacare. Sure, it's absolutely constitutional to force me to participate in something. Absolutely. I can do it. Of course, if I, if I don't make money, then, it, then I'm just a welfare recipient. I'm okay. I'm exempt from everything. I could just sit home. And that's when you realize the agenda is really quite simple. You will either capitulate and agree you are a slave to the state of the United States of America or you're going to be deemed not privy to your rights and you just have to com- you have to comply anyway or we're going to fine you, we're going to write you up and who knows what's next? Put you in jail, who knows? Before everything, before you know, it's funny, Look at what happened on every, court, on every decision they made prior and then after. When is it better? Was it better? Was manufacturing more vibrant before 07 or after? Everything they touch, they kill. Everything they, they, they put an opinion on, they destroy. They tax. They extort. Keep rooting for five people to agree with your freedom. Let me know how that comes out. Because you're going to lose every single time. Pete, Northwest Indiana. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm angry. How are you? (laughs) I start out in a good mood every day. I start out in a good mood every day. Every day I start out in a good mood. And every day I read the news and I say to myself, this must be what it's like to have been a, a Russian, a German, a Venezuelan, a Cuban during the collapse of their countries. This has to be exactly what it was. Only we're a little slower than they were.
7: Also, well, we got that going for us, yeah, yeah, hey, I wanted to appeal to your audience writ large to uh begin calling our local representatives and uh trying to or demand they pass some type of legislation where all police involved shootings their the body cam footage is released rather than picking
3: and choosing um Oh, you mean, what, you mean like what, when they go on a really? domestic, when they go on a domestic and, and, and say a same-sex couple, one of them is beating the hell out of the other one, and then they got to release the video so we see if they're an elected official or not? You mean like that? Right. Oh, buddy. Yeah, that, oh. well,
7: that, that would be just another
2: reason to have
3: that Oh, release. Pete, how are you going to squash I, I, the important—you know, there are people that don't have to abide by laws. Now, normally they're mayors, but uh, they could be aldermen. You sure you want to release all those, yeah. Pete?
7: Yeah, I, I'm positive, and my right. my biggest fear is that I'm afraid the public believes that police are only shooting uh, brown uh, men, women, and children. And I'm pretty sure there are police-involved shootings throughout the United States day after day, and the footage is never released. You mean like uh, so Tony? Like you, mean to like Tony you mean like Tony Timpa?
3: You mean like Tony Timpa, the kid who was restrained with a knee on his back for 14 minutes? He was high on cocaine. He resisted arrest. He kept screaming, you're going to kill me. No evidence of racial motivation. Well, he was white, and so was the cop. He had a history of mental illness, and uh, the charges against the cop were um, were dropped. Now, Tony Timpa, he uh, unfortunately didn't make the news. Um, however, isn't that amazing? Tony Timpa was, was killed by a policeman on July 30th, 2019. Um, he didn't make the news. But that's the curse of, uh, you know, not fitting the criteria where political whores and lobbyists and group Marxist groups can't make millions of dollars on your name. So, I, Pete, I love you. I think you're onto something, but you're way, way in the wrong field here. This is Chicago, baby. This is where clout lives. And politicians who have domestic disturbances, they crush it. And when their security force has boyfriends and girlfriends who get involved in gun charges, it gets dropped. Come on, Pete, you got to wake up, brother. All right, let's go to Rob in Hampshire. How are you Rob? Allegedly. Hey, Sean, how Allegedly. You doing?
7: Thanks for t- Good. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted to talk about how unbelievably foreign the concept was in the household I grew up about having to ask for permission to own and carry a gun. As a kid, we had a pickup truck and a camper and we would go on family vacations. There was five kids. Yeah. And my dad always had a a firearm with him. He never talked about it. He never, you know, brandished it with anybody. It was never even a conversation. It was tucked under the mattress in the upper part of our camper, and we went about our business. But he would never go anywhere without protection. And I grew up in that household, and just it was such a it's such a foreign concept to
2: no.
8: think
7: I have to ask for permission and go through a class. And there's a law that says if I get caught with a gun and I don't have a car, a concealed carry card, I could be in huge trouble,
2: felonies. It's
7: just well, Rob, your, that your, your, dad,
3: your dad suffered from the same thing that I suffer from, and it was the, uh, the inability to be a victim. Thank you, Rob, for calling the show. And I, although I've never been a perpetrator, I have been a defendant because I always stuck up for myself when I felt threatened. And I'm not going to let a couple of overweight judges with a little bit of a sugar intake problem tell me what my rights are. Sorry! I'm just not going to do it. I know what my rights are. I'm an American. I'm born in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And I'm not going to let politicians with security teams, security teams, judges and politicians. But what about the poor people who are just trying to get their kids somewhere safe? No, no, no. You are forever a victim in the land of the fascist frauds. David, Logan Square.
7: Hey, hey, Sean. How are you, buddy? Boy, I love listening to you, man. I'm Thank glad you. you're on. Thank you. So, I agree with you. Everybody care a firearm. I carry one myself. Got a CCW, and uh, yeah, you know, I uh, bad guys do it, and I do it
3: myself. So. David, when I was at the I Merc, when I was at the Merc, you know, before I gave up the booze, we'd go out boozing, right? Because that's what we did. Yeah, I, wa- I would park my car in a, in a garage. I will never yeah. forget that. I'm walking, I'm half pie eyed. I'm walking, and I'm thinking I'm just gonna go for a walk till I sober up. So I'm or walking, check, walking check around. Is,
7: uh, if you, if Everybody on this farm, needs get some training. Just yeah. oh, I agree a little with you. basic stuff in the head. Hey, Dave, you
3: know? I'm in the middle but... of a story. You're interrupting me, brother. All right, we've got to hang up. So I'm walking in the garage, Johnny Rockin', and a bum comes out, big guy with a pocket knife, the old-fashioned pocket knife. He tells me, give me your money. I say, is that all you got? He looks at me like I had two heads. He goes, yeah, give me your money. I said, I don't think so, brother. And I happened to pull out the piece, the Roscoe. And guess what happened? He said, I'm sorry. And he walked away. Problem solved. I'm a terrible victim. I hope you are, and I hope the Supreme Court lets you be one. Otherwise, they're going to make you a perpetual victim. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. That's the joke. We'll try to calm me down with their music, Johnny Rocket. We'll try to calm me down. I'm fired up. Two days I've been watching these idiots. Two days. Rebuild America by using the hammer and sickle of green energy as the eco-nazis tell us what we can do and what we can't do. It's going to be great once we get there. and by the way, another trillion for, for uh, uh, babysitting for the kids or daycare, whatever the hell they call it. trillion for this, a trillion for that. hundred days. He already spent two trillion. He's got on the books, he's going to cram down our throats, 2.2, 2, and he's working on another two. Six trillion in three months. And, you know, that's the bright spot. Only 52% approval rating? Given that kind of money away, you think he would have bought off more of us. Drago, Lakeshore. Hey,
2: Sean, before I make a comment, can I just appeal and make this one district that's gonna, that Illinois is going to lose be my district? Because I'm getting sick and tired of being represented by stupid Jane Tchaikovsky.
3: Oh, she's pretty, too. Listen, I've been asking you since I met you to come with me. So, I mean, I, I've been warning yeah. you. I knew you weren't going to no, win. I mean, how are you going mean, to be Jan Schakowsky? The husband's caught in scandal after scandal after sc- scandal. What's his name? Bob Creamer. Well, that creepy son I of a dog. A
2: stu- I, I live in a stupid uh, yeah. district, and I'm repre- represented by, stu- by a stupid um, representatives. So you ran from think?
3: the totalitarian Soviets once, Drago. You yeah. can do it again.
2: Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, here's the question. Yeah. Do you think you're throwing a tantrums on the airways and these uh, Facebook warriors are going to change
3: anything? Well, I think what's going to change... What I, Here's what I think is going to change. What I want to do is get to a point when politicians start to take away the cornerstones of Marxism in our in our laws. So what I want to do is start movements. I think that the people, unfortunately, it's getting bigger by the day that are getting fed up with it. But until they try to turn away and tear down... The, the prison that the socialists have been able to build in our laws by demanding the cancellation of Social Security or the ability for the citizen to opt out or the ability for the, the citizen to opt out of uh, unemployment and all social services. That's how you tear it down the way it was put up. So what I'm advocating for is, and then the other thing too, Drago, about the guns. I don't care what the Supreme Court justice say. I don't care. Well, I, I've been carrying before it was a law, I'll carry after. Sign me up.
2: I'm going to be not behind you. I'm going to be right next to you.
3: I know, Drago. And I know. am getting
2: fed
0: up with this BS.
3: Here's the and, other thing uh, I want to tell you, Drago. There's 16 states that are mounting an effort, a legal challenge to all of this green energy. 16 states, all Republican, all have gained congressional seats, are mounting up, and they're ready to file suit against the federal government should, should this nonsense pass versus the executive fiat they've, they're threatening to use. And if that happens, Drago, then you're going to see these states where people like me and you, it may be uncomfortable. You could stay at my house in Florida till you find a place. It may be uncomfortable, but we're going to have to pick ourselves up and go to the states that want to be a republic. Let the democracy states, the ones like Illinois, who rule over 80% of the state logistically with two corrupt counties, let them stay if they're happy with it. Because you can't turn back this kind of this kind of marxist corruption that we call a politics in illinois thank you drago i appreciate it candace mount pleasant
9: hey everywhere i go i tell people that biden is coming after their wells and a lot of people up here in wisconsin
6: i mean a lot are on wells and we depend on them for our water and everything and now they're going after that which really means that they're going after the food Sean. you know what i mean because I mean, they
3: already they don't to go after the food. They can go. I mean, they don't. It's not a big move. They, they regulate. No, they're I mean,
6: they're they're starting to pit They're going to pick caps on how much water the, the farmers can use up here. They have already said they've already announced that they're going to have drones going over every
9: farmer's land who has water and measuring this and measuring that. It's common. I'm telling you,
3: Do you know, Candice, what all of this has in common. Do you know, I happen I happen to, to throw myself in and watch all of these eco Nazi Programs and documentaries, and mm-hmm. they all have the same conclusion. You know what it is, Candace? There's too many people in the world. Did you know that? There's too many people in the world. I was able to uh, catch the very own super nerd, Bill Gates. Let's go to a couple of questions that we've actually received since we started the, the webcast. Uh, the first is on population growth, and the question is, one of our most presi- pressing issues is population growth. How do you uh, expect this to be addressed?
8: Well, the population growth issue at the global level is not that daunting. That is, the population percentage-wise is growing slower today than in the past, and so it will actually peak out. The problem is that the population is growing the fastest where people are less able to deal with it. So it's in the very poorest places.
3: Now, see, he's talking about the world, super nerd. He's going to really be something after puberty. Bill Gates is talking about the world. He's talking about the world, but think about it domestically. He's also, they're also implementing these strategies in the Democrat hubs, the ghettos that
8: they built. That you're going to have a tripling in population by 2050. And so their ability to feed, educate, provide jobs, stability, protect the environment in those locations mean uh, you know, they're faced with an almost impossible problem. Northern Nigeria, Yemen, Chad. Uh, And so... So now guess what the solution is?
3: See, the solution isn't food drives. It isn't charity. It isn't us helping them get clean water. That's
8: not the solution. Listen to what their solution is. What we need to do is take this aid, generosity, and this innovation and go into those places, uh, offer the women better tools where they want to, space birthing or... Space birthing. You know what that means? Kill the babies. That's, that's how nerd
3: says kill the babies. At least they didn't hide behind the word abortion. Space
8: birthing. Oh, that's a word smith, isn't it? What a word salad that is. We're going to space birthing. How do you do that? Or have a smaller family size and improve health because it's. Yeah, because if anything's
3: healthy, it's, it's an abortion. It's got to be
8: very good for you. I am not sure if the studies are
3: in yet. I can't imagine, though, mentally, it's good for you. So to to all of the points, when people ask why, why would they possibly make exhaling a pollutant? Because they've identified the problem, and it's humanity. So they don't want it to grow. They want to regulate it. And not a one of these eco-Nazis ever points out, America is 6% developed. 6%. You could take everybody on the planet and put them in Texas, and you would have the density of New York. You'd probably have the same Cuomo with the nipple rings. You'd have the density of New York if you took everyone on the planet and moved them to Texas.
8: But the, the, the Bill Gates and the nerds, they identified the problem, and it's you. Amazingly, as, as children survive, parents feel like they'll have enough uh, kids to support them in their old age, and so they choose to have less children. There you go. Niger right now, it's still seven children per family. Whereas in the richer countries, uh, you're often at, at a stable point, of which is 2.1 or, or even less. And so it's really an acute problem in a, a certain number of places. And we've got to make sure uh, that we help out with the tools now so yeah, that by they don't the have an impossible situation later.
3: We're going to help you by killing your kids. Boy, it sounds a lot like the Chinese policy. It sounds a lot like China's policy. You know, just two kids. What do you need three? Do you really need three? You know, one of them is going to be a brat. Probably going to get one that doesn't get good grades. Just the kid. It's ridiculous. You want to see what evil looks like? It looks like this. It looks like population control. It looks like a society that would tell it's the mothers, you know what? If you don't like the balance in your checkbook, if you think, you know, timing's not right, kill the kid and we're not going to charge you. We're, in fact, we're going to call it an abortion. And this is why they all have that same policy. And every one of their documentaries, everything they strive for is population control. They don't like the humans. Bad. How else could you say exhaling is a pollutant instead of a fundamental building block for photosynthesis? 312 642 5600. I'll take your calls when I get back.
10: It's indestructible, it's indescribable. Nothing can stop it.
3: More alien news. Tell you, the more I watch what's going on, the more I'm hoping for the aliens. I'm rooting for you, son of a dogs. All right, Drew in Naperville. Hey, Sean. How are you? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm
7: great, and uh, before I get to my comment, I want to say that before Cortez was even on, I was rooting for you when you were up against Stephanie.
3: When I get the T-shirts coming in, you're going to get at least the first one of the five, all right? See, loyalty. Awesome. loyalty is a big thing with me. It's on my shirt right now. Go ahead. It's huge. Thank
7: you. It's huge. This, this guy is, is, Bill Gates is, is the American version of George Soros.
3: Do you remember in the 90s, well, I don't know how old you are, but in the 90s, Bill Gates was I'm a little older than you. Bill Gates was very unpopular. And in the 90s, he was caught up in a bunch of different scandals, one of which was stock fixing and he was brought up on charges and what he did was really quite brilliant he remade himself in the 90s and he hired a pr firm and that's when he came out with the gates foundation and it was through that him and melissa he had to rebuild himself but prior to that he was known as a scoundrel and a charlatan who stole a tremendous amount of the so-called intellectual property or at least allegedly, let's use the word allegedly, stole the intellectual property he was making a tremendous amount of money on. If you look at his reputation yeah, I, throughout the, throughout history, this is he this now is the product of a PR man.
7: a huge product of a PR man. Yeah. I've I've actually been looking into this guy and, and he's I, I agree with you, he's evil.
2: Yeah. That's and evil. and I don't
7: I don't necessarily believe in eating the rich which is way too popular of a saying right now, but in his case, I might make an exception. Well,
3: here's the, here's all you got to do. You want to solve all this problem tomorrow? Just tax them on the data they steal from us. That's the way you solve the problem. Drew, thank you for everything. Thank you for listening, and I appreciate the comments. Thank you. Jeff in Dundee. Sean. Yes.
2: Great show. Anyway, my comment is about the uh, gun uh, laws. You know, since the Revolutionary War, all the way to probably... Sometime right around the first world war, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody had a gun, and then uh, now the state of Illinois wants to tax you. uh, You know, renew your FID license, renew your concealed carry license. For God's sakes, what 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 other constitutional right do we have that they tax us on? i say the hell with it. I agree with you. I'm just I'm just. I went to took I took the classes and I just came and I'm not paying no damn fees, and I don't give a damn. That's I said the way good it is for you,
3: Jeff. I love it. And you know, I can remember going to my first ice game. I was a little kid, bunch of guys around, all well dressed, and they all had the piece. And I, I, I don't know. I didn't ask, but I don't remember how many had concealed carries. I don't remember. What am I? I'm just crazy that way. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. You know, I was listening this weekend um, about uh, what was going on at the border. You know, with the drug
9: cartels dropping people from ropes. Yeah, that's called business
3: as usual. That's what is going on. Yeah.
9: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so they're um, they're forced, and and then the drug cartels are forcing themselves over our border with loads of drugs. So they're dropping people in our
3: over our border, and then they're taking people out with drugs. But Teresa, did you know when the kids come over? I got to go to break. Thank you, Teresa. When the kids come over, they get a backpack, kind of like the Oscars version of a, a, when they give them the watches, the Rolexes and that. They get a backpack, and in the backpack is Kamala Harris's child children's book. You can't make this stuff up. Welcome to America. Everything is going to be fine. And after all, that's how she's taking care of the border. She's racking up book sales. And I'll bet you she's not missing $1 from those book sales, because this is the system. This is the corrupt system where the politicians present themselves as gods. And that's why they want to be in control of every aspect of life. And that's why their failure is actually their strongest asset. Because we give them more money and more power the more they abuse us. I say we shake this slave mentality of a battered housewife and demand for representation over rulers. I'll be back. I think there's um, a few fantastic institutions still left. One of my favorite is Cato. Corey DeAngelis is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, senior fellow at the Reason Foundation, executive director of the Educational Freedom Institute. I have said for years I think we're doing education completely wrong and that the public school system has been dumbing down our children intentionally. I uh, and my wife worked numerous jobs to send our kids to parochial schools. I'm still disappointed with them, but I at least was able to get teachers fired. And uh, I brought on Corey DeAngelis to give us some good news. How are you, Corey? Hey, doing well. Thank you so much for having me. So, Corey, I uh, 12 years ago was asked to judge a, uh, an event where, where kids were debating um, the electoral college pro and con I went to it I didn't you know I got my email I was so flattered to be in, invited I went to it and I watched these young kids from the age of eight all the way up to 18 discuss things in a manner Corey that I was proud and I didn't know any of them they sounded like little attorneys and I came to find out as I after I was reading what I was supposed to be doing finally it was home it was a homeschool event and I realized that at that time I went home, I told my wife, I think we've been doing this all wrong. But the main thing is most people are locked into a public school system because they're trained to think that's the best we can do. But it turns out we've made some progress in at least school choice. Am I right?
9: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, the teacher unions have done a lot of bad over the past year uh, with keeping schools closed, particularly in places like Chicago with the teachers unions posting interpretive dance videos to protest the reopening of schools or uh, tweeting about how they can't return to work while vacationing in Puerto Rico and traveling. That's my
3: favorite one, by the
9: way. I mean, yeah, (laughs) board member at the Chicago Teachers Mm Union, and and another hypocrisy that we've seen in other places as well, that students have lost ground academically, mentally, physically, socially. But the one good thing out of all of this is that inadvertently they've essentially— done more to advance school choice than anyone could have ever imagined and essentially provided a form of free advertising for educational freedom. Uh, Just by looking at three different nationwide surveys, we've seen huge upticks in support for what I call funding students, as opposed to systems or what most people call school choice. One of the latest ones from real clear opinion research, finding that between April of 2020 and March of 2021, The support for school choice has jumped by seven percentage points, now at 71% support. Uh, Morning Consult has done a similar nationwide poll, finding surges in support for charter schools, voucher programs, all types of uh, school choice initiatives. And then the latest ones from Harvard University's uh, American Youth Survey, uh, between the ages of 18 and 29, they found since 2019 a 10 percentage point increase in support for educational freedom. And so the people's hearts and minds are changing when it comes to how people view the education system and how we fund education. With a lot of other taxpayer-funded initiatives, we fund individuals instead of institutions. We can think about this when it comes to higher education, too, with Pell Grants and the GI Bill. The money goes to the student, and you can pick public or private, religious or non-religious universities if you're choosing. Same thing with pre-K programs. The money goes to the family and they can choose public or private. Uh, I think a lot of people are starting to understand that there isn't any good reason to fund closed institutions over the past year when you can fund people directly instead with K-12 education. And the other tidbit of good news is it's not just uh, people's minds changing. It's actually there's a lot of activity at the state level and over 30 states have active legislation to fund students instead of systems this year. And a handful of those states have already gotten those signed into law. Uh, Just today, just before we got on this call, call, uh, Arkansas Governor Hutchinson just signed into law a bill that would be an additional tax credit scholarship program in the state. Florida Senate uh, just passed a massive expansion of private school choice out there. Uh, the governor DeSantis is expected to sign it uh, pretty soon. West Virginia uh, already passed an expansive, uh, it'll be the biggest education savings account program in the nation where families can take a portion of their children's education dollars to a private school if they'd like. They could take it to the public school, a charter school. They could take it to uh, cover any government approved education expenditure. And we're seeing this all over, all over the nation right now. At least a dozen of these states have passed at least one bill out of at least one chamber. A handful of others have passed bills out of at least one committee. So there's a lot of stuff going on in different states with educational freedom. And it might just be the only silver lining of the pandemic that families are waking up and they're they're fed up with all the nonsense over the past year. They saw that these closed institutions received their children's education dollars regardless of of even keeping their doors open for business while the private schools kept their doors open essentially over the the entire past year. Uh, And, you know, I think a lot of people started to figure out that, well, if my grocery store doesn't reopen, I can take that money somewhere else. If my school doesn't reopen, I should similarly be able to take my children's education dollars elsewhere. You know, and again— this is the one silver lining here, I think, is that we're going to see massive expansions in educational freedom all across the United States. And it's, it's essentially the, the teacher's union's own fault by overplaying their hand.
3: But, Corey, I couldn't help but notice when you gave the list, I'm looking at your article, the list of all of the states that have made this advancement in school choice. Uh, I didn't see a Democrat-led one. West Virginia yeah. even has is Republican, which I was shocked. I know that they had more registered Republicans, but... Do you think it was, you know, I'm from Chicago, we're talking, I'm in Chicago, the sewer of Chicago, Illinois, also known as the Democrat utopia. (laughs) I can't help but notice that, similar to the godfather, the unions own these politicians in these Democrat hubs, like coins in their pocket, and during this whole pandemic, I've seen a major push from the Chicago Teachers Union, which admits that it is really communist leaning, leaning. As they get more paid to do nothing and less work and demand that the kids um, really suffer, and we now have in Virginia, they want to get rid of math classes to a certain extent and just dumb down kids. Do you think that the Democrat states stand any chance, that the people who are not in the union mafias stand any chance of having their kids um, get these vouchers, or is it strictly yeah, going to separate now?
9: That's a really good point. And another state that I forgot to list is Kentucky. That uh, it's going to have the second largest education savings account program in the nation. Uh, it, that bill was vetoed by Democrat Governor Andy Bashir, who sent his own kids to private school and attended private school himself in in the early years of his K through 12 education. Uh, so he's a school choice hypocrite. But you're right that uh, and and thankfully in Kentucky they had enough votes to override the veto of of Democratic Governor Andy Bashir. But you're right there there are the states that are passing these tend to be red states. There are some bills floating around in the blue states. For example, even Illinois, there was a bill, I believe it was a Republican uh, um, a legislator. Yeah, that you introduced can bet it. on it. Yeah, yeah. that it, it was, if your school doesn't open for in-person, you get to take the money somewhere else. That seemed like a no-brainer kind of bill, but it didn't go anywhere because of the, the makeup of the legislature in Illinois. So that's one of the unfortunate realities that uh, Democrats overwhelmingly, or um, teachers unions overwhelmingly donate to one uh, political party, which happens to be the Democratic Party. And it, it's really a shame because when you ask constituents what they really care about and if they support funding following students, you get majority support from Republicans, Democrats, and independents alike. And even with that, the Harvard University American Youth Survey that just came out, they found Republicans, Independents, Democrats, all supported expansions of educational freedom. And only, it only uh, there's a, but there's a huge disconnect when it comes to actual state legislatures, and uh, there's it's not an easy way to fix that except for to continue feeding the message that uh, that that that. that and just pointing pointing out these hypocrisies and inconsistencies and logic, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the same people who vote for and support funding individuals when it comes to things like food stamps and higher education Pell Grants and GI Bills and uh, pre-K programs like the federal Head Start program, they only have issue when it comes to K-12 to education funding going directly to people. And the only difference is is one of power dynamics that – Choice is the norm when it comes to every other industry, including higher education and pre-K. But choice threatens that monopoly only when it comes to K-12 education. So it fights really hard against any change to the status quo. They want to keep your money regardless of how well they do. And as we've seen in Chicago and other places in the past year, regardless of whether they open their doors.
3: Well, we're between sixteen dollars and $18,000 per pupil. And they need to keep the kids hamstrung in those ghettos that they built so that they can have a certain loyalty uh, between both the people who feel that they can't exist without the government paying for their children to go to school and the teachers who provide mediocre, if I'm being kind, um, education to a bunch of um, kids that really are are held without any, any kind of standard. And, in fact, what they do is lower the standard here in Chicago so that you're generating a product where you're afraid to grade it. And, you know, that's when you see a society that builds a bunch of people who feel that they don't deserve the freedom to move around. And I've also <laughs> seen an, a, a push to stifle any resistance to that in these union-run hubs of mafia-controlled um, states and cities, do you think well, look, that through people moving, they'll learn, or what do you think it is? Because fifty percent of those teachers send their kids to private school, which fifty percent in Chicago.
9: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they uh, You know, we should we probably should learn something a little bit about their actions and sending their own kids to private school. Other people should have those opportunities as well. And I would say we need to start to get our priorities right. I mean, the whole education system exists to meet the needs of students, not the other way around. Education funding is supposed to be meant for educating children, not for propping up and protecting a particular institution. That's why I fight to fund students as opposed to systems. And I think, yeah, the only way that this is going to change is to uh, people can move to other states where they can... Uh, call their legislators and start to actually hold them accountable uh, and become and parents need to become their own special interest group. I mean, in the teachers unions, we think about them as a special interest group and they have a lot of power. But there are more parents than employees in the public school system. And so if parents start to fight back. Legislators might start to listen.
3: And can you imagine if parents were given the money that they spend on on education to homeschool their kids, which I think is I'm very pro homeschool. I really am, Corey. I think we've done it wrong for decades, and I think that this is why so many kids are on drugs. So many kids are battling with bullying and depression. And, um, you know, while i got you, before I let you go, I want to ask a question, because I've asked people, I've done some research, I get different answers from different districts. When a child gets an EIN number, when they've been deemed to a certain degree of, of ADD or whatever, ADHD, whatever it is. Does the school, in fact, get more money for that pupil?
9: Yep, absolutely. That's that's true. And, and you know, like you pointed out, um, the schools in your area are spending almost $20,000 per child per year. I think Chicago Public Schools actually now spend over $20,000 per child per year. Just imagine if, if parents even got half of that amount of money. Or or three quarters of that amount of money, you could save the taxpayers some money, get some back to the public school, and then families would be able to access a lot of alternatives because private school tuition tends to be lower than what the public schools spend, and tend to get they also tend to get better results.
3: Corey, I paid it; it's half. And do you know what you realize in this year 2021 when everything is on a handheld and we're so progressive, we don't even really need them. All the answers are on the internet. I have never understood why we even need this old-fashioned school system. And now, when you see they've literally put people under house arrest and kids in their bedrooms, I don't. I think now's the perfect opportunity to break it in half, and let's give the parents half the money to stay home and tell their kids to go on the Khan Academy dot com, and that's where they that's where the public school teachers send them anyway.
9: Yeah, if you look at polling for Morning console each month since the pandemic started and school started to close. They started to ask a question about a nationwide poll on how, how do people feel about homeschooling now? They're now about twice as likely to say that they now have more favorable views of homeschooling than before than they were are to say that they have less favorable views of homeschooling. So support for homeschooling is going up. The U.S. Census Bureau also did a similar nationwide survey finding that they're, they're estimating that homeschooling has jumped to over 11 percent this year, which is over a tripling uh, relative to before school school schools closed down and they even defined in the survey that they meant formal homeschooling not not public schooling or private schooling at home but actual formal uh, home home-based instruction and families are also seeking out micro schools where five to ten children get together in a household to essentially economize on the process of homeschooling to make it more economically feasible and families are seeing that as a great solution it's essentially re-envisioning the one room schoolhouse and i think you're right that uh you can learn a lot more in a a lower amount of time if you have more of that one-on-one attention. And if it's student-led and student-driven, they're more likely to retain the information if they're actually interested in what they're learning. So I think a lot of families are are turning towards that and away from the factory model of schooling itself. I mean, I think you're right as well that historically, you know, our our, our whole system is kind of built from this Prussian model, which was created to to create obedient soldiers in Prussia. It's
3: where the kids learn to be subservient. Corey, I've got to go to break. Listen, I enjoyed this so much. I am a huge fan of the Cato Institute. I think what you're doing is a true service to the country. Please come back and join me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Corey DeAngelis, adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. You can find him there. And uh, thanks again. We'll take your calls when I get back. promise to you, Johnny Rock, promise to you right now, my kids are young, they don't have kids. When they do, I swear on my mother, who's long, long gone since 08, who I miss her every day, I am going to raise my grandkids, I'm going to homeschool them. I'm telling you right now. And I don't care if I have to pay a professor to come in and do it. Because I will not subject them. I will not subject them to these Marxist indoctrination camps. I will not. And as you see, you know, what, you know what really goes on in these schools?
4: A person who is transgender is someone whose internal sense of their gender, being a boy, girl, or something else, Aww. doesn't match their physical body. People who feel this way sometimes feel anxious when they begin to reach puberty and their body starts to change in ways that don't match their internal sense of their gender. These feelings are totally normal. It's given to third graders, fourth graders. If you feel you want more time to explore how you feel about your gender before your body starts to change, it's important to talk with a parent, counselor, therapist, or doctor about the feelings you have regarding your gender. After some discussion and counseling, you may be referred to an endocrinologist. Endocrinologists specialize in hormones, and they are the most likely to prescribe puberty blockers for someone who wants them. Puberty blockers are medications that will stop your body from changing. They are usually given as an injection or an implant. They block the production of hormones to stop or delay the physical changes of puberty. The effects of the medication are only temporary. So if a person stops using puberty blockers, the physical changes of puberty will begin again. Whether you identify as male.
3: This is third graders. You know, I was having this conversation. I heard this. I heard this from the morning show. And I was having this conversation with my wife and I was telling her, you know, I was raised by a single mother. And um, I remember puberty, you know, I didn't have anybody to talk to. I was embarrassed about it. So I, I start talking to my mom. It just basically says, you know, your voice is going to and all the stuff. And you're a kid. I remember like yesterday, I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to, I don't want to go through this. Do you think that it's abnormal to think you don't want to go through it? And now you're getting kids at the weakness of their immaturity and you're presenting them with an option to hold it off. I mean, could you imagine what I would have done to nature by stopping this hunk of man, Johnny Rocket? I don't think you could have done it. It would have been a huge mistake. Thank God, when I was a kid, people were normal. Thank God. Ken in Geneva. Hi, Ken.
7: Hey, it's a good thing you're not walking around in a skirt. And I'd pull it off, like, though, uh, Ken. If hey, I wanted brother. to
3: be one of those, I'd tell you what, nobody could wear those Jimmy Choo shoes like me. Go ahead.
7: <laughs> hey, I, I don't... There's two things I want to say. One is... Um, you can't just go to Google, because if you go to Google, the that's the evil easy, Google. That's indoctrination. Yeah. So you got to create critical thinkers. The Democratic Party relies on stupid people, and they don't know how to be critical thinkers. We need to develop critical thinkers, and we need to sue the NEA and the IEA, because those are extortion machines. So anyways, I wanted to get your thoughts on why nobody will try to sue those unions because those unions are what's causing a huge ken, problem it's,
3: it's like your mind I, I must have triggered you like dogs i made you call me because two hours ago this is on the business biden will create a task force to support strengthening unions and their membership president joe biden is creating oh, a task course. force to strengthen unions and their membership you know why ken he likes the mafia He likes it that way. Extortion, intimidation, lockouts, picket lines. That's his bread and butter. This 90-year-old, 80-year-old diaper-wearing political whore. The feeble fascist. So we're going to have to wait four years, hopefully, and and maybe by then we could get the machines that don't count the dead people or the missing people or the fake people. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate the call. I'm not buying it. There is no hope under a, a Marxist mafia. So it's time to break the whole damn system. Start by demanding your freedom not be trampled on. And don't let them. My offer to you is this. Nothing. As for the hunting license, you'll pay for it. 312-642-5600.
2: I'm in a glass case of emotion.
3: I'm reading this article, and I want a heavy bag installed in this room. You understand? If you're going to give me this Marxist propaganda, if you're going to let me know that this diaper-wearing dimwit has created policies to strengthen the Marxist mafia. I'm going to have to have an outlet. I mean, the microphone is wonderful, and I enjoy it, but I have a tendency to raise my voice, and you know what it does for the reverb and all that sound stuff. Not good. Joe Biden is creating a task force. This is what I was reading to the uh, wonderful expert from the Cato Institute. And um, as I was telling our very own Corey DeAngelis, President Joe Biden is creating a new task force to strengthen unions and their membership. The task force will look into existing and new policies to strengthen worker power. The government is going to strengthen the the worker power, just like the Soviets wanted to take down the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. Same thing, different verbiage. Although at least their characters, at least their dictators, at least their fascist mafia frauds that led their country were men. Instead, you stick me with this feeble moron. This feeble half-man, the shadow of a man. The rate of unionization has fallen in the past 40 years. Huh. And Amazon workers recently led a failed union drive. Thank goodness they kept those big business agents, huh? Big business hey, What are you, size 5419? Can't buy those off the rack. No, no, those are custom pants. According to the White House the Task Force, which will be chaired by Vice President Kamala Harris. This is the most work she's done since she stopped dating Willie Brown. Um, it turns out that the the Marxist father and the Marxist economist was perfect tutelage to have a vice president that's going to take up all unions. And they're going to strengthen the unions. The unions actually did gain in 2020, and that's why they love the shutdown. That's why this shutdown was their greatest asset. 312-642-5600. Let's go to Kevin in Glenview. Hi, Kevin.
5: Hi, Sean. So glad that you're on the air. Thank you. Listen, uh, I wanted your audience to know that over the weekend, during Mike Lindell of My Pillows two-hour documentary, Election Interference, he announced that within two weeks he plans to uh, release a platform to replace YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook with none of the social liberal bias, and I just wanted you and your audience to know that. Oh,
3: Kevin, I appreciate the update. I hope he's got that server issue worked out, because you do know the the servers are the ones that shut down... Uh, what 's yeah. the one, the conservative one that they all go on though
5: Rumble, sure they, yeah, pa- uh, yeah. parlor well, and then rumble, okay, yeah, yeah but they shut down parlor they, they 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 blocked them out and you know I what happened after he shut down parlor
3: after they shut uh, they, down parlor, Bezos got even an even bigger contract for the u s government and the CIA to, 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 to he 's wow. paid to use their his servers, so see he wow. showed loyalty. You guys, you got to show loyalty. How do we show loyalty? You get rid of these people who are speaking against the Marxist mafia we call Democrats, and then we're going to give you a big contract. Just like the green energy scam, Kevin, I appreciate it very much. But getting back to schools, I found something that has bothered me. I said uh, a couple years ago to a friend of mine, when's the last time you heard of a kid that failed? When's the last time you heard of a kid fail fourth grade? I have a very good friend of mine. He's got a little bit of an eating disorder. He failed third grade. He went on to be very successful. Failed third grade. The humiliation of failing third grade spurred him to really become quite learned. He's the First guy from the neighborhood to make a million dollars in a year. And then he proceeded to blow it through choices. However, um, very smart guy. Also has a short inseam. And I was listening to a, a move in Virginia. You know those pesky grades and those classes with math? It's, it's just not, it's not good. We would do so much better if we got rid of all grades. It would
1: be great. Of course, the kids would be stupider, but the Democrat party would be stronger. A Virginia parents group is fighting to keep critical race theory out of their classrooms in Loudoun County, Virginia. They've released evidence that they say proves a controversial curriculum is being used in their schools. One slide reportedly shown to high school students says, quote, Since white people are in a state of privilege with regards to racial issues, meaning they can choose not to think about racial issues that don't affect them, they may respond to the whole discussion of race with discomfort. One of the parents, Loudoun County parent, Scott Minio, runs Parents Against Critical Theory, and he joins us right now from Loudoun County. Scott, good morning to you. Good morning, Steve. So at what point did you realize something was up with your school's?
10: About a year ago, um, about a year ago, there was a lot of information coming out from the, the then superintendent about uh, the the new initiatives coming forward in the fall that were all centered around comprehensive equity, and you know it was just a a lot of uh, I hate the word but the phrase dog whistles going off, and so I began following it a lot more closely. And then as we got closer to school, the school year. Um, you know, I really did a lot of digging in into the the information within the school system itself, and it's like pulling a, a thread on a sweater. And the more and more I pulled, the more and more I uncovered.
1: Yeah. I I know uh, you said that uh, the schools have white supremacist, white fragility, and every other white woke phrase, in your words, throughout the school system. They're also pushing, you suggest, critical race theory, which essentially says that America, and this is broadly, America is fundamentally racist, right? That's correct. Okay. so
10: But they don't... I'm sorry, Steve, go ahead. No, go ahead. They don't... They don't stop there. Right. So it's it's one of these things. It's always a moving target because they, they deny critical race theory. Then they say, well, we're we're working with equity and then it's culturally responsive framework. So they keep moving the goalposts. But at the end of the day, it all means the exact same thing.
1: Well, we've got a statement from the school board. They said um, what you are seeing are snippets of much longer classes and lessons with no context, they say. The interim superintendent has never denied that critical race theory is discussed at Loudoun County Public Schools. And then we have the fifty seven thousand dollar a year recording from New York.
0: Let me ask you something, George, because I think those are I think there's something very different about having a single experience where you make sense of it, right? And having a teacher, an authority figure, talk to you endlessly every year telling you that because you have whiteness, you are associated with evils, all these different evils. These are moral evils. It's not the same as taking like a physical thing because it doesn't affect your your, your moral value. That's the problem.
5: The, 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 the fact is that I'm agreeing with you that there has been a demonization that we need to get our hands around. In the way in which people are doing this understanding. Okay, so you agree that you, we're
0: demonizing kids?
5: We're demonizing um, kid. We're,
0: we're demonizing white people for being born. And uh, and are some of our and students that, white that, people? That. What? Are some of our students white people? Yes. Okay, so we're demonizing white. We're demonizing white kids. Why don't you just say it? We are
5: I, we are using language that makes them feel less than. Um, for nothing that they are personally responsible for.
3: Private schools, public schools. You seeing a trend here? You know where this doesn't happen? Home schools. I'm telling you right now. That's how you break it. You have the opportunity right now to change the course of history. Stop letting your kids go to these indoctrination camps. It's effort. I understand. I, I thought I was doing the right thing, sent them to private school. I get it. But this is no joke anymore. This is the real deal. And if you don't, then prepare that all that comes with it. Prepare for kids to have their spirit broken and prepare for them to listen to government as it tells them how to live and what they're guilty of without doing anything. (laughs) 312-642-5600. You know, it's one thing when pseudo-intellectual race-baiting pimps indict adults who can defend themselves against accusations of racism because they don't know you from a chili pepper. So when some scumbag tells me about me, I can stand on my feet and defend myself because I'm being indicted by a pseudo intellectual Marxist scum who wants to take away other people's freedoms and their money. So I squash it right away. But do you think kids do this? Third grade kids, second grade kids, fifth grade, eighth grade kids. When a teacher tells them about them and about their fathers and mothers, they indict strangers for the most vile of all, really the vile of all choices, mental, intellectual choices, and that is to think of any race as a group. I'm lucky enough in life, I never was intimidated by strangers, and I never let people tell me about me. They don't know me from a chili pepper. My closest friends on this planet are not of the same race. It doesn't matter to me. It never did. I treated them all like men. That's why it's no question I have far more contempt for the white Marxist scum that would take this and do this to children than I do any other race. There's my bigotry. It's against communism. Verlan on the South Side.
2: Hey, how's it going, Sean? I'm going to keep this simple for everybody. This is multiculturalism versus assimilation. Assimilation is a dirty word nowadays. Uh, The left feels like the American culture is a white supremacy culture and blacks, Latinos, Chinese. You see all the commercials on TV that they need to break away from the American culture and no longer assimilate. That's why you see all of these minorities resisting arrest from the police. They feel like American laws shouldn't govern them anymore. Trust me, brother. I, I use the word assimilation in an argument with the leftist they called me a damn fool do you know how stupid you sound do you know the history of assimilation and they go all the way back to slavery saying that they didn't even want us to assimilate only to a certain point yeah. to be a slave and I'm telling you I, I, I hear it from all angles Sean
3: you know you know what's bothering me Verla. a few days ago and you know this because you come to my store and a few days ago I was in Florida and I got a phone call from a guy who used to come in my store since I bought it and I love the guy in fact uh he brought his wife to meet me when he was he's a younger guy, big kid, you know, and I know him for years. I've owned the store for seven years. He's been seven years. You know, we're, we're very close friends, you know, and I, he got married. I haven't seen him in a while. So he calls me on my cell and he says to me, listen, uh, I'm going to be in the neighborhood in, you know, next week and I want to stop by, but I don't want to make it uncomfortable for you. And I said, excuse me, what are you talking about? Now, he just so happens not to be white. And he said to me, he said, you know, with everything going on, I don't want to make it uncomfortable for the other guys. Now, this is a kid, by the way, who ideologically completely agrees with me. He supported Trump when I didn't in 16. Okay. And he, I said, are you out of your mind? And he said, well, I'm watching the news. He said, you know, I, I just don't want to make you or your friends uncomfortable. I said, listen, if you don't come in my store, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to drag you in the store. You don't ever feel like that. What's mine is yours. And this is what this son of a dog, this eighty year old real racist who hung around with a Klansman, this piece of garbage, this is what he's done to my country. And I'll tell you what, it's infuriating me. It's infuriating me, Verlan. So I just had to tell you that story. All right? I'll see you soon. You stop by. He must have hung up. Cynthia, Southwest Suburbs. Hi, Cynthia. Hi,
9: Sean. How are you? Love Thank. listening to you. Thank you. Hey, look. I'll grant. I'll homeschool your grandkids. I homeschooled my three sons all the way up until college. The youngest one did go to high school at the end. But I had two goals in mind. I never thought I was smarter than anybody else that I could, you know, be the smartest teacher. But my two goals were, number one, I wanted them to have excellent character. And number two, I wanted them to love learning. And I knew that I could provide those two things for
4: him, for all three of them, Better than
3: anybody else Cynthia you made my day and I will need your help You're going to have to move to southwest Florida Something tells me that won't be a problem And as to what she's saying Do public schools instill those in children I mean as we watch the news Would you say that the products of the public school education Have those very things Cynthia was speaking of One giant failure We keep throwing money down that hole Shortest two hours of the day I'll be back tomorrow 5 to 7 Goodbye
5: and good riddance
3: She don't believe in shooting stars,
2: but she believe in shoes.